The Dirty Bag Podcast is your virtual check-in spot to celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, and sort through the in-betweens of life. It's a place to laugh, cry, self-correct, and cut up. I'm your host, Cookie, and I'm in these grown folk trenches right along with you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to today's episode. Look, we both, we're going to have fun. When I tell y'all, when St. Louis comes in the house, St. Louis comes in the house. So it's about to be summertime. Folks been quarantining for a year. We've talked about some of everything else, but now we need to know what the hell we were in, sis. So today, we got fashion coach, fashion style. <laughs> At this point, we're going to call her Miss Gas No Breaks, uh, queen of the tiny purse, A.K. Brown in the building. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm getting me a, I'm getting me a tiny purse. I'm getting a tiny purse. You need the tiny purse. So I'm a believer. I'm a believer. So we got her in the building to kind of just educate us on some stuff. The style industry, you know, the fashion industry, what she got going on, because the sister is making moves. So go ahead and speak to the people. Let them know who you are. Hey, everyone. I am A.K. Brown. Um, I call myself a fashion visionary, style architect, and creative director. So I'm known for a lot. I'm a blogger. I'm an influencer. I'm a stylist, both uh, personal and wardrobe. I'm a creative director. um, And I am also the creator of the Black and SEO Fashion Project, now turned community, um, which is where a lot of people know me by I've actually gotten a lot of press behind that project so that may be how you know me um so yeah I'm all things fashion I want to say I'm a fashion guru yet however I'm that's saying I'm, it. I'm okay I'm, I'm sure I want to be the Andre Talley of uh St. Louis period so you know or or something like that I, I want to be that person that like when you think of St. Louis fashion you think of me and that's pretty much where we are because <laughs> I'm going to tell you when I really started watching what she was doing, I felt like during huh. the pandemic, like early on, there was just this shift. Oh, yeah. And then you just, yep. the next thing we knew, it was just like you being featured, all yep. of this stuff. You doing these bomb yeah, ass photos. Yeah, because that, that shift was uh, my old job firing the fuck out of me. Uh, and right. it will actually be a year next month, which is so cool crazy at first off can y'all believe that we've been literally in a pandemic for over a year (laughs) that's something that i don't understand because i remember around this time we went into lockdown in st louis in march like basically i was telling most of my co-workers i probably won't see y'all because i knew something was getting ready to happen whether it was with me and my team or just other people so like we were literally going to like bars like trying to get drunk as fuck just because we felt that it was going to be the last time that we was going to be congregating as like work buddies and sure enough we went to lockdown i got fired april 24th and people were like no say that you got furloughed no bitch i got fired because I got fired. Here's the thing. I, it was a lot of shit that was happening. 
at my job for me and my coworker Kiki, who's basically that was my best friend at work um, for at least a year or so before that us getting fired. Like, okay, whether you want to say discrimination, whether you just want to say toxicity, um, just it was a lot to where like we were almost crying every other day going into work. That's so they called it, it was. So when they called us, I'm just like, okay. So <laughs> what we about to do? Like, you want me to log off now, or you want me like to finish out the like? I ain't tripping at this point, especially because that's when everybody was getting that six hundred dollar uh, unemployment. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, I took a nap for probably the first time in some months. Like, I hung up the phone. I called Kiki. I was like, "So Kiki, I'm just letting you know we just got fired," and she was like, "Oh, okay." And so I hung, look, she, I'm like, girl, so Kathy, you ready to call you. Um, we just got fired and she like, oh, I mean, okay. I'm like, okay. So I'll talk to you later. I'm finna take a nap. Took a nap. <laughs> yes. I probably maybe for like a day had like a brief grief moment. Like, oh shit, I got right. fired. Cause I've never been fired from a job a day in my damn life. Right. And I've been working since I was 16. So I probably had a small grief moment like, oh shit, I just got fired. But then I was like, yeah, no, fuck this. This <laughs> is the out that you've been asking for. It has, it wasn't the way that you pictured it because you right. know, you pictured you getting another job and doing the whole fuck you dance at work and right. you know, cussing out your boss and stuff like that. <laughs> but regardless, it's an out. It's a blessing in disguise. So you right. need to take this opportunity by the balls. And make shit happen. And that's that's basically what I've been doing since I got fired. I made the shit happen. Right. I think I was like, reading your post one day and I was just like, I'm inspired. <laughs> I guess because that it was, I remember I, I wrote this while I was on the toilet too. I was like, so y'all can go ahead and welcome me into the world of full-time entrepreneurship because I'm here. And then I wrote another status, like, yeah, so I was fired because right. of COVID. You know, stuff like that. And I'm actually going to be making um, a video soon. I'm probably doing another live, probably on the anniversary date. May even tag my boss to be petty because I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Fuck her. Um, like, yeah. So this is the recap of 2020 and what I've accomplished. Sometimes your job be holding you back from your path, your no. journey, your career, all that. Seriously. I believe that. Because when you said it, when you wrote the post about, because you... It, well, from what we saw in the post, you'd already got down to business. Like you was really like in your fashion bag when you wrote the post. You were just like, yeah. I, and this is what I'm doing. You didn't seem sad about it. You didn't seem pressed. None of that. You was literally like, I bet. And this is what I'm doing now. I'm revamping X, Y, Z. Like you literally hit the ground and just started fucking running. Yeah. Cause just because from that experience, probably if anything, the only thing, and I wasn't sad, I was just more so annoyed because it just made me realize that these jobs don't give two shits about you. At all. Um, and this was after us taking a pay cut and them keep reassuring us that there weren't going to be any layoffs and stuff like that. And I was one of the only people there that was a mother that had little kids and stuff like that. And it just showed that they did not give a fuck about surviving during a pandemic. It, it wasn't like it was just normal layoffs. We were in a pandemic. 
pandemic. These bosses showed okay? their ass during the pandemic. I'm sorry, bosses have shown okay, and their we whole were, asses. And our our industry, because we were in fashion more, so we were in manufacturing. So for those that don't realize. Corona actually happened and started in China at like the end of November in December. It did not come into the United States until around like the end of February, right. March. Um, so I was already aware of coronavirus because we had people going to China oh. for New Year's. Oh. So our job was already fucking aware of it. So this pandemic was something that they could have prepared for. And let me just go ahead and say, I work for a, or worked for a small company that was bought out and the owner of that company still had millions, was driving Mercedes, Audis, this, that, has a place in Aspen, all that stuff. We weren't hurt for money in any right. way, shape, form, fashion, or regard. Capitalism. Gotta love it. Capitalism. So if anything, that was probably the most annoying part because, you know, and it was, it's that meme that's kind of go, always going around. Like, you know, when you go to work and they were like, oh, well, we're family. Right. So we're not. about to have you depressed. We about to break you down emotionally. You're going to need a therapist. What day did I know someone who ended up having to get on medication mm. working at the place I worked? So I was just annoyed at like, y'all would just let people go during like the biggest thing that probably has ever happened to anybody, especially for me in my lifetime. Like y'all have the money. Fuck this. It was an easy way to let us go for shit that was going on that again, that whole toxicity thing. Right. So other than that, it's like, okay. I'm going to show these bitches. I'm going to show these motherfuckers. Y'all mess with the wrong motherfucking bitch. That's basically what I said to myself. Y'all mess with the wrong motherfucking one, ho. Like, this this ain't it. I love it, though, because it's like the story. It's like the, but the triumphant side of everything is like when you realize that I think so many of us that have these like, or had, cause I don't have my corporate career anymore that had these jobs. We were, yeah. they, they talk to you like it's the best thing since sliced bread. And like, I've, I've said this a million times, you yes. should be grateful for the opportunity. It ain't even what you want to do half the time. You still live in paycheck oh. to paycheck. Sometimes you ain't even being paid what you deserved your labor. And there's Ooh. so much expected out of you, but it's like, they will let you go out of nowhere. And the whole time there's something, you know, your ass supposed to be doing. Yeah. But you're too and tired for- to do it. For you, because I've been in the industry for eight years, but I've only been consistent for the last two or three because it was so hard trying to juggle everything, especially when I started this job, because I started working there in 2015. So it would have been five years last year being at that job, but it was hard because they didn't understand work-life balance. They didn't give a fuck about basically tugging at your mentality, your physical strength. They didn't give a fuck, Um, you know? And so I always felt like that was a part of the reason why I was lacking. And then got to the point where certain situations happened. I worked to work, fuck yeah. I need to figure this out because it's going to come one day to where I'm either going to say, fuck y'all, I quit. Y'all going to fire me just like y'all did. Or I'm not going to be able to find another. And that was another thing too. I was not able to find a job in St. Louis that matched my qualifications. Mm. So many times, either I would go on interviews and I was told off top, even by a recruiter, I was overqualified for the positions here 
or I was turned down because I did not look um, buttoned up and all that shit, you know? I'm a black woman with a fade, with a big ass, you know, rose tattoo on the hand, even if I try to cover it up. And it's like, none of that has anything to do with my qualifications. Like, well, your my resume is your job. for itself. But so, how do you feel so, being free, though? Oh! oh. <laughs> I feel really good just because even with the job that I have now, like, it doesn't have anything to do with fashion. I even told my friend that I worked with before everything happened, like, I want to just find a job that doesn't have anything to do with fashion. And I feel like that is going to help me focus because I could just do that job, log off, leave that job where it is. I ain't got to worry about y'all motherfuckers. Right. With that other job, that's the issue that I had. So now being free from that whole situation, I feel so, mentally, I feel so great. I don't feel drained and anxious and depressed in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, And I'm proud of myself just because I was able to turn a shitty-ass situation that a lot of people may not have been able to function or do anything with and turned it into something that, you know... I. And I hate saying this because people are like, well, that job is in the past. Let go. No, I'm going to shove this in their motherfucking face. Like, fuck that. It is because this is a book, like, for being being a Black person in a creative field, especially here in St. Louis, like, we are one of two more mainstream cities in a hick town, hillbilly state. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. So... Sometimes you have to, and I think you even told me this, I need to stop being so damn humble. You, oh, you was getting on my nerves because you would kind of present stuff like, I don't know. It was just very like, you know, all right. And this is kind of what I'm doing. I'm just like, nigga, look at your social media. Like to me, it looks like somebody that lives in New York. It looks like somebody that lives in Chicago. Like you be on your shit. And then you be giving out tips on saving money with your content because a lot of folks and I was going to ask you about this feel like they got to spend yeah. x amount of money on a photographer and the studio oh, yeah, and lighting and you be your your pictures be like crushing everybody's it just be you and a homeboy or you will put out calls like hey anybody want to shoot today so like yeah. where did that come from like because you probably being in the industry most people would have mm-hmm. automatically went for a professional t- photographer but you went the yeah. opposite route so for me, here's the thing. I, first off, I'm all about community and I'm all about building a tribe. So right. I have two photographers that I use and I've paid them, but because their work, because of me and my brand has been featured, they shoot me anytime I want to be shot. Beneficial for everybody. That's literally like a, it's like yeah. a team. It's a, yeah, it is a team. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Like Marvette, who was my first main shooter, her pictures of me have been in Fashion Bomb Daily, St. Louis Magazine, Ledoux News, some other places. They always get reposted. Curo, his stuff was in St. Louis Magazine. Um, We just did a collaboration on an editorial shoot that is going to be in a magazine in May. So because I'm able to back up the shit that I talk, I can Ah. get people to work with me without questioning because the proof is in the motherfucking pudding. Right. 
that's basically what it is. Like when you deliver on your brand, your product, or even just the whole ideology that you live by, people have no problems collaborating with you, contributing, or even just doing shit for you off top of we cool like that. And that's basically what it is. And then on top of that, even because, you know, they work too, they got their own lives. I, it was more so just like, how can I be able to pump out this content myself? Because it was all about really investing in being consistent, getting a routine. And so, you know, invested in the best Android, invested in the best iPhone. Half of those pictures, the pictures that I got a four page spread in, in Elements Magazine was taken on the iPhone. Y'all, did y'all hear this though? Cause right now I think everybody, and even I, cause I mean, I get tips myself from like watching yeah. you literally utilize what you have. Utilize what you have. And be about YouTube what you say you about. Great, yeah, YouTube is a great resource because a lot of people on there are willing to give you some tips and tricks. Lightroom too, when it comes to filters for pictures, you can get you a filter, uh, a Lightroom filter on like Etsy or creative market for like a dollar, $2, $3. And it comes in like a pack. So you'll get like three to five. That's all it's like a lot of us literally have thousand dollar phones. Like I have an iPhone 12 <laughs> pro max. That's a thousand dollars, $1,100. And it has the same capabilities of a professional camera. It's all about you actually knowing how to work the settings. That's it. Did y'all hear she giving away like some free ass game right now. I am like literally go on YouTube, Google, you know, settings for like Instagram photos, stuff like that. And you just have to get out there and literally get you a tripod, put your phone on there, pose, figure out what works best for you, the angles that you look the best in, the light that you look the best in. That's really what it is. Because everybody got coins right now. Exactly. Here's Because I don't have coins to spend for, because I know people that literally pay someone three to five hundred dollars a month for a photographer retainer i don't have that oh that's wow that's my car payment that's part of my rent that's food because i'm fat and i love to eat (laughs) (laughs) okay that's liquor look we gotta have the liquor budget is real until we get up out of this pandemic i'm sorry this is an essential item Yes, essential. I don't care so anybody. So. I, I'm not. I'm not taking money out those budgets to pay someone when I literally have the latest and greatest phone and can go get a tripod from Amazon for twelve dollars and get a remo- a Bluetooth remote. That's like, wild. Like literally saving. So, so when y'all got somebody out here that's trying to save y'all money, I think that might be another thing that makes people like, you know what? I want to work with her because I already know she ain't going to try to nickel and dime. Hell no. No, because my whole thing is it's like, yeah, I'm going to charge you what I'm worth. But at the right. same time, I'm not going to bust your head. And even if you technically can't afford me, I'm still going to figure out how we can still work together, even in a smaller capacity. And then maybe we can work up to the bigger capacity. I'm all about and, here, and I keep saying this. I'm all about bartering. I'm all about collaboration. I'm, I'm all about something like, look, I, I ain't that. I ain't shit. I ain't done blown up yet. So hey, I love how <laughs> people be like i can't afford you yet i was like well what can you afford like let me see if i can do something now, i ain't finna necessarily do some shit for none like what you got that i can take and we can figure this out 
you know, like, and I'm all about, because that's the thing, especially when you're starting out, it, it's hard, especially, and I'm going to say this, I may get some slack for it, but does AK care? No. Um, St. Louis can be very clicky. Uh, it is. St. Louis can be what they call a hay in that city. And so I talk to, it kind of deters them from being more open with kind of communicating and networking with other people. Cause there's, cause here's the thing, there have been some pillars or some people <laughs> in these high ass positions that are all about empowerment and sisterhood. How of that word? I am too. And the thing is, they're not. They're badass people. They are literally bad people. And when you try to call these people out for being bad people, instead you get called a hater. Right. So for I say that to say, it's like for me, no matter if we can collaborate, if we can work together, hell, I don't even give a fuck. As long, like, if I like what the fuck you share, I will share your shit. That's how I'll take some shit. Right. It's like, I don't, because the thing is, is like, my thing is my thing. Your thing is your thing. My lane is my lane. Your lane, your lane. My journey is my journey. They don't conflict. They don't overlap. Right. They ain't got shit to do with me. Because what's for me is what's for me. And I don't think a lot of people here understand that. And they automatically get envious. They get jealous. And they feel like they are in competition with people that look like we're, we're not... I'm not saying that in the sense of like, I'm better than, no, it's like, I'm literally here. You're here. That that's it. Like you're in your journey. I'm in mine. That's it. So let me ask you this. Me, Do you think it's because mm -hmm. people, you know, everybody It's not a God, how am I say this without sounding problematic? People want to make it to a certain place, but if it looks like somebody else, even if y'all ain't in the same industry is making it oh, yeah. first because it's St. Louis, like St. Louis is a survival city. I think that yeah. a lot of genius comes from the fact that folks have had to survive and make it out of some fucked up conditions. So when you got your little yeah. piece of whatever it is in your lane, you want to, you, you hold on to it and you do hold goes, on to it and you feel threatened if anybody surpasses your level that you're on. Yeah, and on top of yeah. that, there are a lot of opportunists. Um, and I say that because I've been a victim of it, you know? I've had someone that tried to get close to me and try to mask it like let's be friends and stuff like that and has now basically mimic mimicked and copied my whole entire fucking business model. Oh wow. No. Oh, yeah. How does wait I, a minute? I her ass for fucking has, defamation of character. Has the conversation been had at all? Like oh no. So long story short. I went to New York Fashion Week with this uh, psycho ass bitch. Um, <laughs> she tried to um, accuse black men of some things that did not happen because I was not down for going along with that narrative. Then she tried mm -hmm. to accuse me of some shit. She now claims that she's a stylist, this, that, and the third. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, at the, I, I have not talked to her in a year and I purposely try not to just because it's like at the end of the day, if that's if that's how you feel like you have to succeed that's sad but they ain't got nothing to do with me because again I, i'm already doing my own shit thriving off my like it got to the point where yeah. i and i still feel like she has a secret account where she is watching me on <laughs> either instagram or facebook <laughs> because anytime that i post something she goes and makes some subliminal ass status to where people are screenshotting like is she talking about you yes, and i'm like is. i don't know 
if she is let us what i've experienced in st louis unfortunately that's how it is i only say that to tell people like you just have to be a little bit more innovative on how you break into your respective industry how you move how you find your tribe how you find your people that you connect with because it can be very exhausting and somewhat overwhelming because you know you end up you know finding people that are they're not good or you're not finding your people because everybody you feel like is in competition with you when all you're just trying to do is like maybe find business besties like i've had conversations with women that that's literally all that's been their goal but the people that they've come in contact with have felt threatened by them when all they're just trying to do is have someone in their respective field to talk to and then to you gotta pray for you for your business and who you come into contact with because you just you literally don't know and i think that and as far as her the whole thing what you're saying that she wanted you to go along with a certain narrative and you wouldn't you'd be riding for black women though I do. Like you be on these Negroes ass about problematic shit. Always. I do. I do. You, so yeah. for, for that situation to happen, um, it, it's crazy and not even to necessarily divulge into the whole details of it because it's a lot. Um, she tried to make it, she basically was playing victim in a situation that she caused and she was trying to make me go along with it. And the thing is, as much as I ride for black women, I'm not stupid nor naive. And I go along with also facts and common sense as well. Right. And I also don't, I'm not someone who purposely goes bashing black men either. Right. Um, they ain't got nothing. To, but you, they like the worst thing in the world is pick up. I've done this so many times, picked up a fight. I had no business picking up, defending somebody. Being, mm-hmm. I look stupid in the end. So we don't, and, we yeah. don't, you don't, you can't be, every, every, everything ain't your business. If people ain't really fighting for themselves or you. Exactly. That, you gotta, that, yeah. that, first off, that's what therapy is for, which is ironic because she has her psychology degree. So. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Go back and leave the clothes alone, sis. And speaking of which, yep, okay. Yep, yep, basically. And you were talking about this before a while back about stylists and separating the real from the fake. So you've been doing this for a minute. Yes. You At one point, you was doing it a long time ago for free, right? Yes, yes. So how did you start off with just doing it? Like, was it a hobby or like, what was the aha moment? Like, I, right, I'm good at this shit. Um, it was just a hobby more so just because because I started as a blogger and influencer and obviously you know going to different events it was obviously people ask me like what goes with what or what would look good and what and stuff like that and I have no problem like giving out advice like yeah that looks cute or eh, maybe try this so it was just maybe about three and a half years ago with my friend she was like yeah you need to go ahead and start charging I'm like and I think this about any respective field too. So it's not just styling, it's just more so when you market yourself as an expert. Ugh. Like for example, a lot of boutique owners market themselves as stylists, which I have a big no-no about. Just because first off, you don't even know what is selling and what is trendy enough because you still got shit that you ain't even told that you got a clearance out <laughs> but you want to sit there and style people too that ain't how that works sis <laughs> I, i'm for real like just call it a, bo- a boutique owner and just leave it at that like you own a boutique exactly just because you're a boutique and that's the thing 
at first, just because I was a blogger or influencer, I did not automatically deem myself as a stylist because I had to learn just because I know how to dress myself does not necessarily mean that that's going to translate into dressing other people and making them feel good the way that I make myself feel good. And a lot of people aren't able to do that. And then on top of that, I had to figure out what type of styling I like because there's different types of styling, which a lot of stylists don't understand. And they use the wrong verbiage and copy when they're like, for example, fashion styling is technically the general overall term, but that technically means that you style for a fashion house. (laughs) Nobody for the most part, unless you up there, with the, with the rich folk, don't nobody do because I sure don't. <laughs> I didn't really know the. Di- I mean, so and that's a, and a lot of people don't know the difference between wardrobe styling and editorial styling because they are not the same. Editorial styling is for like print mag and stuff like that, whereas wardrobe is like for TV shows and stuff like that. And a lot of these people don't even do both. <laughs> let's say here's why we need stylists (laughs) yes i say all that to say and again it really it doesn't even it's not even with styling it's just more so when you brand yourself as an expert in something whatever type of coaching that you brand yourself to be you just need to make sure you know damn well what the hell you're talking about because you're going to meet someone who probably is as versed as you, if not more. And they may, and this is what I did. They may just book your, you know, free discovery call just to, you know, see what you have, maybe see what some things that maybe I did not know as another expert in the field that maybe I can collaborate with you on. And because I see that you don't know shit upon shit and now I'm pissed. And now I'm blocking you on Instagram. Wait, now you I'm did telling that? everybody, don't book you. <laughs> yes, I did. There was another stylist that I um did a discovery call with. And my question to her was like, I'm one of the main stylists in St. Louis that get booked. And I'm trying to expand outside of St. Louis, maybe into Illinois, maybe into other cities because I'm willing to travel. How do you think that I should go about doing that? She didn't even answer my damn question. She basically told me that I couldn't do personal styling and editorial styling, but I'm like, why? Because I know a whole bunch of other successful black stylists that do that. They don't have any issue doing it. They have a whole bunch of followers. They have a whole bunch of clients, both regular people and celebrity. That's wild. Yeah, so then she was asking me how many clients I had and that I can't remember the number at that time that I told her, she was like, well, it seems like you're doing everything right. I'm like, that's the point. What I'm trying to ask you is how do I market myself now to expand? And she's going to answer that. So basically, yeah. I, I don't know what type of expert she was, but she she's not an expert in styling because again, you that's that's a that is a big pillar of styling marketing because you have to be able to market yourself in your city, outside your city for different bookings and stuff like that. So again, if you're going to market yourself as a coach or an expert, you need to be able to be very versed in everything that you you need to just be able to back up your shit. 
somebody is more than likely going to pull your card is what we learned here. So like with everyday styling, because again, people, we don't, yeah. folks be doing the best they can, girl. Yeah. They really do. So how do you do that with, because uh, I don't know how often is it, do you get more people that are like every day just trying to figure out how to dress mm-hmm. or people that are just more for special occasions? How do you deal with the people, like just the regular folks that don't know how to dress and keep their ego intact? Were you giving them advice? So I get more so every day and I get a lot of women that have this vision of what they want to dress in their head, but they just don't know how to execute it. And because for me, because uh, I'm I'm not skinny, I'm a very body positive woman um, and I'm an advocate on dressing the best way that you can, no matter what size you are. And so that's why a lot of clients do gravitate towards me. Um, and with styling because I just branched everything off now. So the new brand is Closet Therapy by AK because I do think that styling is very much a form of therapy. We have to start from the inside first because it doesn't matter what I tell you to wear. If you don't feel good here, you're not going to exude the confidence that I need you to in order to rock the outfit that I give you. So what about your body is kind of preventing you from wearing X, Y, and Z, you know, well, then how can we overcome that together and conquer it? And it's not going to be solved or fixed in one session, but it's kind of like an ongoing conversation, just like the conversation that you would have with your therapist. Just clothes therapy, stylist therapy. Yep. So let me ask you a question. Okay. I don't know how this is going to be received by folks. Cause like you just said, you're very body positive and you want people, your goal is to make sure people look their best and they feel their best no matter what their size. Yes. So yes. a lot of times people will make comments like that don't look good on her body. And then other people interpret that as shaming. So is there a fine line between people like shaming people and that mm-hmm. person just possibly really not knowing how to dress for their body? Like, how do you look at stuff like yeah. that? So that's a good question. And I'll say this, because I'm technically getting ready to contradict myself, which is fine. Because um, here's the thing. First off, style is very much subjective. Right. And what I mean by that is, so to your point, for me as a stylist, from a technical standpoint, can easily tell someone you may not be dressing for your body type. But in the same sense of someone who is a body positive therapist, if I have a real conversation with said person and they're like, well, I feel great. It's like, who am I right. to take that away from you? If you think that you look great, then sis, by all means, stretch your stuff and work it. And I'm going to be rooting for you from the sideline. That that's honestly how I feel. It's like from a technical standpoint, I can say, well, maybe try this, this, and this, and maybe I'll still give suggestions on how you can wear something similar but look a little bit more flattering. But again, if you think that you look good, then baby, I'm not gonna say I ain't gonna say nothing. No, sometimes we be having friends. I'm talking even smaller friends. We putting on some bullshit. Yeah, we like you ain't. We be like you ain't got no real friends. Ain't nobody tell you that. <laughs> You know, so it's like, I guess we got to like, it's like, dang, we can't say nothing no more. But sometimes we got them friends that just can't. 
Yeah, I think it's all about, like I said, subtly suggesting some things that are similar and not coming across like, oh, girl, you need to take that. I was like, oh, that's cute. I think try this. I think that's going to make that pop. I think that's going to really elevate this. That's why I love using like that's going to elevate it because it's still starting with what you have as a base, but I'm just making it bring it to the next level. Like I'm we're basically collaborating. We're working together right yeah elevate that everybody take that word and start using it to your friends you know it's not to diminish it's to elevate it's to add on it's to collaborate it's to come together that that's that that's how I work (laughs) that that's how I work like with my clients like I'm not gonna necessarily make you buy a whole new closet no we gonna work with what you got and then I'm going to suggest some stuff to help elevate what you already got you try to work with what they already have in the closet as opposed to give me X amount of money, I'm going to go shop for you. Like, have you exactly. ever done that for anybody or is that not oh, yeah. And there are people that will just like, here's my budget, just find me some new things. Okay, cool. But then I also have people who's like, I don't, like I have stuff. Like I have stuff with tags on it. I just don't know how to wear it. Okay, cool. I can work with that too. Right. Yeah, so I, I have a mixture of both. I have a mixture. I have a mixture of people that have not shopped in years because they're just so scared to shop for their body type. And so they have a budget. And then I have people that are just shopaholics, but because maybe because of the pandemic, they have not been anywhere. And so now they're getting ready to start going out in public again. They're like, I don't know what to do. That's how I feel now. Like my whole body changed yeah. during COVID. And I'm just, and I had the baby, but mm-hmm. I lost a lot of weight after her because I was in the gym right before yeah. COVID hit. But then I discovered, right. you know, the upscale Aldi's bread and drinking a bottle of wine a week and the body just changed. Not so I'm just like, Aldi's bread. yeah, the, um, what's that cream? The brioche bread. Oh, you can turn it into French toast. Somebody from St. Louis did a recipe and he posted it one day. And for like 30 days straight, me and my son had French toast every day. Ooh. And I was washing Ooh. it down with wine and everything just said. So now I'm like Ooh. team stretch pants, but I got to figure it out too. So like for people yeah. that ain't got like this huge budget, but let's just say like there's four if you just off the top of your head, four or five staple things somebody mm-hmm. should just have. What would you say? Oh, we not telling uh, Leather jacket graphic tea uh definitely a good pair of jeans so like jeans that fit you perfectly in all the right places because jeans you can wear over and over again you don't have to wash them after each wear and you can dress them up and you can dress jeans down Um, a good pair of heels that you are comfortable walking in whether that's stilettos, block heels, wedges, um, a kitten heel, whatever is appropriate and good for you. And then always a good clutch. The tiny purse. Can we, y'all, so she did, I don't even know if it was 314 day last year. I feel like it was, I don't know where you, you was finna go somewhere. So you mm-hmm. had this. That have on camo pants. I don't know if it was the camo paint you were sitting down you got you a big ass goat you had oh a, a yeah, yeah 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 yeah. i know what you're talking about mm-hmm. it's like the most iconic photo to me i don't even know it maybe it was the vibe she had this big ass quick trip drink this I tiny was, ass uh, purse it and it was like the best outfit i feel like quick trip I'm tired quick hell. where do you find these yeah. tiny ass purses <laughs> uh so that purse specifically was from charles and keith um asos has a lot of them 
Um, tiny bags are in now, and I feel like they're now trending kind of like after the fact. Um, so you can probably get them anywhere, especially any fast fashion site. You can definitely get them. So your Boohoo, your Pretty Little Thing, your ASOS, um, even Zara or H&M has little mini bags, especially if you're, you know, looking for something affordable and very budget friendly, you can get something for $10, $20. The bag that I had, I believe cost $80, um, which it not bad it looked upscale i don't even know i just it, it was yeah so they're yeah. a brand out of singapore yeah oh how you find yeah. that i don't know i think i googled i don't i don't know tiny, tiny, um so yeah they're tiny, technically tiny, a fast fashion uh shoe and handbag company out of Singapore but their the quality is not fast fashion so I, I guess their definition of fast fashion is a little bit different than ours because okay. the quality is immaculate it just made me want a smile a small bag I'm like look she out here rocking these small bags and stuff and I just really want you to get an Ivy Park box I feel like I want you to get a box so bad Beyonce send this girl a box you see how she be slaying your shit <laughs> want a box so bad it's like oh my god i don't know what i gotta do to get a bag or a box like whoo maybe I, I look my plan for the end of this year is to get verified maybe after i get verified maybe i'll get a box i don't know i think you need to like i'm gonna try people's people's people you gonna have to yeah, get like, like knows to somebody to like repost like, tina tina i'm like excuse me sir can you ask your stepdaughter for a box <laughs> me please and thank you or the sister or whoever because i need a box i was like how do you even they sell out so quick how do you even be getting pieces man i haven't gotten a piece from any of the collections except for the first one like it and the issue that i'm having like i had something in my car and then they got stolen out of my car i'm like i gotta have that system because i'm gonna fight somebody in a minute because y'all not even gonna be rocking it right so uh, wait somebody stole a piece so when you put it in the cart like it's supposed oh to i be thought you said in your car. car i thought somebody stole something oh, no, 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 ivy no. park out your car i was like girl no nah, it was in my cart but then when i went to go pay for it it was not there anymore. So I'm like, what? Who out here? Y'all didn't give me like three minutes to like keep it reserved or something. So yeah. So I'm not the only thing that I got was like the um convertible duffel bag backpack. And I got that from Nordstrom. Oh. Yeah. It's really cute. I mean, you be figuring it out though. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just like, she, if anybody deserves a bag, I don't even know if that's one of them shoots when you put them pieces on where you have somebody else come and take your picture, but it'd be looking like an expensive ass photo shoot when you rock it. That's all yeah, I'm saying. It, it, be, it, it is, but it's like, here, take my phone. Here you go. Because like, if I have a photographer come, I always have them take photos on my phone because I never want to rush them to like edit photos. Right. So it's like, can you just take them on my phone and then you can give me the photos whenever you get ready. No rush. I got my photos on my phone. Cool beans. Boom, boom, boom. So that's how I go to her page. Wait till y'all go to her page and realize that's just from the phone. She probably had somebody come outside and meet her somewhere on the corner and did them damn photo shoots. Or I'd be like, hey, Kiro, you want to do some photos? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
So, so yeah, like the last two pictures on my Instagram are his. Come on, Kiro. Now you got some, you got, like I said, you kind of just after the stuff with your job or whatever, you getting let go, mm-hmm. you just started moving and moving and moving. So it's almost yeah. like, how did this shit start happening so fast for you? Like getting featured in these collaborations and articles and all of that. Cause you got some shit coming up. I do. Um, I actually have an article coming out with St. Louis American. Hey. Um, in addition to your podcast, I've been on like two other podcasts and then I have another podcast I'm supposed to be on. Um, told just like we were discussing before we got on here officially, um, working on a TV pilot, which is going to be one of the like first like fashion themed shows out of St. Louis. Yes. Yeah. So hoping to get that approved, picked up so we can actually have a full season. Um, so yeah, it, it was really work, you know, moving with purpose at this point. I told you I had a come to Jesus with myself and was like, you have now gotten out of that situation that you have been begging to get out of. If you're going to do this, you need to do it because if not, you just need to kind of shut everything down and let it go. Because if you're not going to take this opportunity, then what are you, when you're not going to have the time to do it when you find another job or when you do this and do that. Right. So that's really what it was. It was honing in on what I wanted to be known as and doing it. And then the thing is, I've submitted my photos before the Fashion Bomb Daily and nothing has ever happened. The consistency, it's the consistency, it's the persistence. It's the consistency. And and I hate, I now hate using this word, even though I was using this word before it was a buzzword, but being authentic to your brand. That, and that's what it was. So I just submitted, you know, how many photos. And then like three days later, I saw that I was tagged by Fashion Bomb Daily. I'm like, I know you lying. I know you lying. How long? And mind you, this was about a week. No, not a week. About a couple weeks. At, so old girl that I told you that I went to New York with, she submitted herself to Fashion Bomb Daily, but she was using outfits that me and my friend styled her in. Oh, wow. To the point where everybody had came for her. They actually ended up taking the picture down off their Instagram. What? Because everybody was getting into an argument. And I'm just looking like, oh, you know, the community will ride for you and they know that you're doing your thing and it's people don't like imposters. Exactly. I didn't even have, I had to lift a finger. Look, sometimes your shooters come out. <laughs> Let the shooters handle it. So wait, how many times did you submit to them before this happened? Too fast. Probably maybe a couple times um, and then kind of just let it be because I'm like, eh, maybe it's just not meant to be. And I wasn't taking before that many pictures or I think to the level of pictures that I take now um, to where it would have made sense, especially thinking back on it now. And then I have so many photos um, from like the past year. I'm like, let me just go and submit this. And then, yeah, it was like, yeah, tag from Fashion Bomb Daily just tagged you. I'm like, what? I remember that day. I was like, oh. What do you mean? Fashion Bomb Daily just tags me. And I pitched myself to X on the call. She, they featured me in an article, um, pitched my brown-esque 
photo shoot to uh, Fast Fashion Magazine in New York. They did a whole four page spread. And then when we did the project for Black and SEO Fashion, that St. Louis Magazine picked it up first, even though technically the Ledoux News actually saw it first. Like I didn't even have to pitch it to them. They liked it first. Andrea, who wrote the article, hopped in my DM. I was like, I'm letting you know that I'm pitching this to my editor. It may take a minute before I can get back to you, but I'm hoping that when I do get back to you, it's going to be good news. Oh, and then I'm totally missing Deluxe Magazine, too. Right. I was sitting here. I was waiting. <laughs> yeah. So That's how you know you did they did a really big article on me, which is like, oh my God, because Deluxe Magazine is the number one Black publication That's in culture. the city. Culture. So yeah, it when when you move with your purpose, people notice. Are y'all listening and to this? Honestly, all I can say. With her iPhone pictures. With my iPhone pictures. With the pictures. So short-term and long-term goals, because I mean, I don't, I would imagine you couldn't have saw the year going away it did 2020 towards the no, end. I didn't. So what are you, where do you want to be by the end of 2021? Like what is the expectation? By the end of 2021, I want to be in Vogue, <laughs> in style, Harper's Bazaar, L, one of them, whether it's me or whether it's my editorial work. Um, you know, whether it's here or Atlanta, I just want to be able to expand my brand bigger within the next five years I would love to have some type of like AK Brown studio hub and just be able to full-time just fucking create fashion be indulging fashion definitely release this book which oh. I've written yeah yep it's called chic code I like it already Mm-hmm. So I have the draft and everything. I just got to write the bones, work with the editor. And then hopefully within the next few months, Sheet Co. will be ready for purchase. And then also the main goal is to really expand Black and SEO fashion. Um, we, we have a lot of things that we want to do. Um, the main thing is, um, which I'm executing, pulling the trigger on. So we're also going to be doing kind of like a coffee book edition, um, kind of extension of the first photo shoot. So we're hoping to get between like 75 and 150 of the black fashion creatives of the city and a very kind of like colorful coffee photographer book now what the purpose is going to serve for us in st louis is or really anybody each picture is going to have a qr code you can scan that qr code and it's going to give you all the details of that creative oh wow yeah okay so kind of like helping people also choose who they might want to go with like just it's almost basically like a interactive index that's pretty damn dope. See, she's trying to push. She's trying to get St. Louis together. She might leave y'all eventually. She's going to leave. I'm just going to say it. She's leaving. She's going to leave. She's yeah. going to have to leave. But before she I leaves. Have, I have to leave, but I'm not leaving permanently. But if I can get that done, printed, and, you know, manufactured by the end of 2021, that's my goal. So also, you know, follow us at on Instagram at Black at SEO Fashion. We're featuring one creative a day, but also what that's helping us do is keep track of everybody that we eventually want to have in the bigger 
booked. Mm. So, mm-hmm. And it's not even just going to be people that are still here. I'm hoping to get people that, you know, are from here that may have, you know, went elsewhere. Maybe I can get them to come in for that weekend so we can get their photo and have them. And the, I, I feel like if we were to do something like that, because there are other groups like FGI, Fashion Group International, they have their own index book. Like there are groups that literally have done the same thing. I don't know that they've done it to the extent of a photographer coffee book and made it so visually appealing. But right. I want to make it visually appealing. I want to be able to highlight and celebrate these creatives and have their face plastered in this book. And if we can get other people outside of St. Louis to buy it, then damn right, we're going to do it. Period. Innovator, so, y'all. Innovator. That, that's, that's, that's another goal. That's probably the top goal right now. That's a dope-ass goal. So anybody, let's, okay, obviously, people that want to come into fashion or want to get into uh, um, styling and all of that in general. Yes. But for somebody that's in St. Louis right now, um, given everything you said about the fashion industry and the community, yeah. what advice would you give them? Somebody that's just kind of starting out and trying to figure out where to go. You don't have to go to a big city to start, whether in St. Louis or even if you're listening from um, a smaller city. Because um, I say that because when you go to a big city like New York, you're going to be a small um, fish in a big ass pond. So you always just have to think about that. Um, you can make it in St. Louis. You just have to be very innovative and you have to really do your research. You have to really understand kind of what you want to do and more so be open to um, experiences, opportunities, and to soak up any and all um, information that you get uh networking is something also that i recommend how i got started was i would purposely um buy fashion show tickets and i would go to fashion shows almost every weekend with my friend at the time and we would you know kind of rub elbows with some of the who's who in the industry because we were at events all the time to the point where we started to get invited to these events so networking and seeking out opportunities, probably my two biggest uh, pieces of advice for anybody looking to start off in fashion, especially in a small city, if you're not in somewhere like a LA, a New York or uh, a Chicago. See, I feel like she can gave, you can gave away so many. <laughs> she didn't try to put, she really tried to save y'all money tonight, help y'all look good and get y'all- I'm trying to do it all, okay. And perfect y'all craft and don't get in, don't get embarrassed out in these streets, not being about what you're saying about. But that you've too. really been killing the social media game. Like you, and I've seen Thank like you. consistency with the posts. I even saw you did a reel. You was talking about them reels. And <laughs> it's I so tried. Cool. Them, them reels be pissing me off. <laughs> oh, I, I be trying. Look, I be trying. I be I trying. That's that important, but apparently y'all, you got to do reels. I don't you know got to you have to, but that's the thing. It's also when you learn about consistency, you also learn what consistency means to you. Like for me, consistency meant posting more on my feed. So that way I can create visibility. If I do a real, I do a real, but if I don't, you still going to see me on my feed. You still going to see me on your news feed. That yeah. would, cause that was, it will be before to the point where I will post for a few weeks, but then I would disappear for months. And I had to stop that. And now you see me at least twice a week, if not every other day. We gonna we see you out here. You and them damn <laughs> you and the, the tiny purse, tiny purse gang. Yeah, 
<laughs> we gonna yeah. call you a little square. Well, I'm excited about everything you about to do. The Thank pilot, you. all of that. How it's gonna, how your your journey to Atlanta, what that's gonna be like. I think that's gonna yeah, be really interesting for you. And the fact that you really just trying to like put St. Louis like on the fashion map. I'm not saying you're the only one, but you definitely you grinding. You you putting. Yeah, on. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to be a part of the bigger push and the bigger initiative. So yes. if I can be a part of that, then that's that's all that matters. Got it. And now tell everybody how to find the pages. Or okay. the pages. So you can find me at AK Brown STL. Honestly, all of my other pages are tagged in my bio page on Instagram at AK Brown STL. So you can follow them there. But the main page is AK Brown STL. That's that's my website, akbrownstl.com. That's my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram. Period. Find her, book her, get your styling up. We outside oh, all man. summer. 2021 but we still in a pandemic y'all so we're gonna thank right. you okay for coming on chatting with us today so glad you came on and helped these I folks. Am too. and yes. yes ma'am and we still in a pandemic i can't wait to the day i don't have to say this anymore we still in a pandemic y'all um where applicable because i guess they open shit back up at a quicker rate they open the shit i think they're trying to make everybody and you know whatever your stance is whatever your stance is they're trying to make everybody get the vaccine so that they can open up all the way which i very much get it because that's what happens when with any plague or any disease that that's this is the course i'm surprised that it's come so quick actually because i was yeah, I, I, I thought that it was going to take at least three to five years for us to actually get a vaccine and then right. like for this to be under control. Um, So, you know, I'm surprised it's happened after a year, but I, under, I understand why it's happened after a year. So, I mean, I ain't no more comfortable about it, but I have to say this at the end of every I'm podcast. Right. I see folks out here just super free. So, I mean, I guess some places you ain't got to wear a mask, some you do. But y'all still socially distance. Um, Social please. distance and wash your damn hands. Look, and that's how I end. That's the last thing I say is please wash your <laughs> hands. And when y'all get a chance, because you need to, please clean out your dirty bag. Till next time. Darling, there's only one God. Well, darling, there's only one God.